1: Rookie Fevers
0: Rookie Player Profile Edition And welcome back to Rookie Fever. Guess who's back? Back again. Travis is back. Back again. For another Rookie Fever Player Profile. How's it going?
1: (laughs) Good. Glad to be back here with you. Uh, Talking another rookie, I know. Uh, just uh, talked to Anthony Richardson uh, with you on a, on another show, but glad to talk about uh, one of my favorite uh, running backs now. Yeah,
0: and so before we get got on, Travis is telling me how busy he is like throughout this process and the draft process, and how he's blessing so many shows with his yeah. presence. Like truly, <laughs> like dude is the man, killing it. And that's on top of everything else he's doing, like your podcasts, college to Canton, mojo markets. We talked a lot about that on the last show, but I want to make sure people hear about it again here. Yeah. Then you have all the other stuff you do for other sites and other shows. I can't, I can't even like tell you how hard it was to schedule with Travis because of me. <laughs> and, and this dude's like the most amazing, like, Available dude to all of us. So, I mean, kudos to you, man. I appreciate you a ton. At FF underscore Travis M on Twitter. How do you do it? Like, what what the heck, man? I'm missing something. Like, what do you? what's your drink when you wake up? Drink of choice when you wake up?
1: Uh, you know, I, I'm, they're probably not a sponsor, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Zip Fizz actually is really good. Uh, I got some. Zip you know, Fizz. Yeah. It's like, you basically just pour it and you, you get a big glass of water. You pour in some powder that has way too many vit- vitamins, so much so that it's a little bit metallic-y at the end, but it's, you know, it's good. It, it's, Writing it's, it down. it's pretty good. Yeah. Zip is man. I'm get you going. <laughs> huh. but, is it just yeah, like
0: vitamins and protein? And
1: yeah, it's, it's essentially, yeah, just a bunch of vitamins. And yeah, it's like, you will know, wake you up, a little caffeine, but yeah, nothing crazy the the secret to the mojo the secret sauce man <laughs> but yeah it's it's glad to be uh glad to be back here with you man it's it's been nfl draft season is is so much fun like so many different shows to go on to so as many players to talk about uh markets to manage it's just a blast like it's just weird like when i i try to explain like to I, i'm pretty sure like half my family still doesn't understand they don't understand my job that's okay that's fine <laughs> but that's <laughs> just you know you know it's, it's it's better that way right if, if it's easy to explain it's probably not that much fun so.
0: they're like yeah i don't know i think he sells drugs or something but he tells <laughs> us that he does stuff for the fantasy football and nfl and yeah, yeah. but yeah he's doing yeah, all right so we don't ask
1: <laughs> yeah but it, yeah it's fun so yeah the mojo stock market that's 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 what I I have been working on since last last fall. They brought me on um, to create the you know first co- especially the college football portion that that really hadn't really been done anywhere. But fully regulated stock market type betting app that you can actually uh, bet on stocks like uh, bet on athletes like their stocks. I can invest in athletes like their a stock and it's based on real life stats. So player X does this on the field, their stock goes up. <laughs> like it's very straightforward. Um, you know, but it's, you know, lots of news and buy and sell action goes into the price as well. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. If there's a uh, banked portion to a player's value and a future value, uh, portion of the price as well, uh, banked being what they've already done on the field. So like older players, when they accrue a bunch of stats, like their stock isn't going to drop below that banked aspect of their profile. But if they're, you know, a younger player who's already done something like, for instance, like Patrick Mahomes, like he's already banked like 50 bucks of what we call mojo value. But he's he's still expected to get, you know, more than double that for the rest of his career because he's freaking Patrick Mahomes. So mm. users basically just to get to bet on whether they think the price is too low or too high based on his remaining future expected value. So it's, it's really fun. Um, yeah. And people are loving it so far. And, and once we actually get to more states, it's going to blow up and be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think that one will grow. Yeah. Absolutely. It already has um, just within New Jersey where we are live and, and tradable now. And man, March Madness was absolutely wild. <laughs> like having uh, like like single game type uh, call and put options. Like I don't know if you mess around with the stock market very much, but like you know, single game type uh, short term uh, call and put options were, were just a blast. It's basically, like single, essentially like single game player level type bets or investments. Hmm. Yeah, I
0: wanna dig into that. And and like and you I, said, even if you're not you can't play in your state, you can still get on to check out some of the values and how the market is operating, correct?
1: Yeah, and and I've been on a couple of shows where they've just realized that's interesting because there's all these people investing and they're putting their money where their mouth is. Like you really get a, a, a view of what the market actually is on a player. Like there's an actual dollar amount assigned to players. Like it's an interesting way to, to kind of view dynasty. Because uh, especially with these prospects, like all of their value is future value, so you're you're really getting a good gauge of what uh, large sample consensus is.
0: Time to get into the rookie fever player profile. Let's do it. And for this show, you picked Zach Evans, yeah, man. one of my favorite positions before superflex became my format of choice. Why did you pick Zach Evans?
1: I think I pick Zach Evans because people don't know what to do with Zach Evans. So um, and not that I have all the answers, but I just love talking about him because he's been such an intriguing prospect for so long. Like, I don't know if you you follow uh, football recruiting that much for like high school into college. Not not
0: with Zach Evans. I'm starting to get into it a little bit more, getting into more like college leagues and college can't and whatnot. So, yeah, um, I'm starting to do a little bit more. Yeah. Not when Zach Evans was coming out.
1: Yeah. Well, one thing I don't think a lot of people understand is that, like, the, the stars of the recruiting class that are all early declares this year, like, it was Bijan Robinson, obviously. You know, he was a five star, everyone knew it. Tank Pigsby was right there on the fringe of, of five star. Uh, he was te- teetering back and forth between five star designation uh, throughout his final two seasons of high school. Uh, but the other name up there at the very top of everyone's board for more than two years was Zach Evans. In fact, he was ahead of. One B. John Robinson for the majority of their high school careers, um, and really the only reason that he ended up getting surpassed at the last second, where all the um, you know recruiting services settled their actual final rankings, was because he was being such a weird drama queen about his like committing and uncommit, like decommitting, and you know just being like I don't care, I'm not going anywhere, like I, and, you know just being really odd, kind of burning bridges um, for months to the point at which he was still unsigned, like going into May of his, uh, you know, final year before he had to choose where he was going to college. And then he landed at TCU, which seemed like a really trash landing spot. Um, because, you know, I don't think to this day still we've seen a fantasy point generated by a TCU running back uh, <laughs> since Ladanian Tomlinson retired. So <laughs> it's not, not known for giving us a bunch of fantasy studs uh, yeah. at all. And, but, you know, he ended up um, going to TCU. But he was still like that five star back, uh, just you know, just keep his head straight or whatever. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and he was okay, you know, that first year they, they didn't hand him the keys to the offense. But the second year in 2021, they're like, okay, you're ready. We're going to make you our feature. And in six games, he had over 100 touches, almost 800 yards from scrimmage. Like he was on pace for uh, like 1,600 1, yards. Uh, and then he went down with injury, uh, and you know, he transferred to Ole Miss and. Okay, that's odd. I don't know why he transferred. He was going to be the feature back. Um, That's a little weird. Uh, You know, he already had the uh, bumpy recruiting journey. And then he goes to Ole Miss, and he, you know, we think, hey, he's going to be the feature back. The only competition is this, like, three-star back named Quinchon Judkins. And then Quinshawn Judkins, you know, outperforms him. Uh, And people are like, man, he has this uh, confusing recruiting journey. He gets injured, transfers. He should be the feature. He still put up over a thousand yards from scrimmage, but wasn't the lead guy and was second fiddle to a true freshman. Um, are we sure this guy's good? And so that's why he's so confusing, I think, to so many people. I mean, yeah, that, that doesn't, this seems like we're going down the Anthony
0: Richardson path again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no 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 i'm not gonna be that negative on this one sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i love it though like that's that's what i like about these shows and i think that's what it's all about is being honest and transparent and um i think that you're one of the best at being able to see both sides of it the good and the bad and not just get behind the hype when there is some and i think that that's kind of what you're pointing out with anthony richardson
1: yeah but I will say, you know, there's plenty to love again with, with Richardson and the upside is tantalizing. Um, but, you know, there, there's, and there's plenty of upside with, with Zach Evans. Like if he can really put it together and, and he looks like the prospect that we thought he could be coming into college. Like, I mean, his, his best comp was Nick Chubb coming into college. Like the upside was was immense. It was very real. And um, in his one feature year uh, with TCU, or half a feature year, he was averaging almost eight yards per touch. Like he was an absolute monster. Uh, and even last year, he was really, really efficient. Even against SEC competition, he was still around seven yards per touch against SEC competition. And while he didn't have the same level of volume that Judkins said, he was more efficient as a receiver. He was more efficient as a runner. Uh, so, yeah, really fantastic prospect overall. And then at his pro day, he ran like a, I think it was 4.46 or so. Um, so he has the athleticism. He has the pedigree. He has... You know, in a, a smaller sample receiving ability. Uh, so it's really hard not to still rank him as a top five running back, to f- despite his his bumpy road to uh, arrive at this point.
0: I've heard rumblings of concern about his vision. Is that something that you feel like you see while you're watching any of the tape?
1: I don't. Other than the fact that, you know, he may at some time, sometimes like overfollow the play design, I guess, you know, just uh, thinking he, he can beat the whole four closes or he can beat defenders to the gap because he just has that kind of athleticism athleticism where he can really beat players to a spot. Um, But if he gets over reliant on his ability to beat players to a spot, um, it can look like he just didn't see a defender. It can look like he didn't see, you know, a hole closing or whatever. Um, But overall, no, I don't see that concern much. It's just maybe an over reliance on his ability at times. But uh, overall, that's not really been an issue that I see.
0: What do you think he does well?
1: Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of stinky and for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty, large black bags. I think it's really, um, overall, like in a way, uh, that same problem that you you just alluded to. And I mentioned that overconfidence and his ability has to do with the fact that he kind of decides pretty quickly where to go with the ball. And that decisiveness actually is, is what makes him rather special. I think from time to time, uh, we see him, uh, move, move away from that maybe slightly, but overall, I think his conviction and his first decision and ability to cut up field and and get yardage is why he's so efficient. And so I think that's why one reason why he succeeds, but he also has fantastic balance. He has fantastic play strength and just overall technique in terms of just where his body is um, versus a defender as they arrive to one another. I mean, that's getting into the nitty gritty, but like, just how you angle your pads, how you angle your body to deflect off contact, how do you, How do you get in position to, um, you know, add an additional yard on every play? And I think he just does that really well. He's he's been a technically sound runner and a ferocious runner uh, that that we have been really among the nerdiest circles projecting. Like I said, projecting him to be like Nick like Nick Chubb level runner since he was 17 years old, Um, because he has the physicality, he has the balance, he has sufficient decision making, and uh, really, there's not much that you don't see when it comes to athleticism either. So I would have loved to him to participate in everything at the combine. He chose to, you know, more uh, focus more on his pro day and really, I guess, work on getting those agility times to non-embarrassing levels because uh, he didn't really wow in that regard at his pro day either. Uh, but um, he has every everything, um, every skill in his back pocket that you would want from a running back prospect. So um, we're probably in, in a very deep running class. He he might be one that gets overlooked and ends up being the best one of the bunch. That that, that potential is there.
0: How do you personally feel about a running back's pro day versus what you see on the field?
1: I mean, once it gets to this point, like I don't necessarily care too much about what they do on the pro day, um, and I don't even care how much we discount the the times at, at the pro day. I don't necessarily care. Like, if it's a major, if there's going to be a major red flag as it pertains to speed, or um, honestly, that's probably all I care about because, like, I'm really only concerned about how, to, how it affects their draft capital. Because, like, agility scores don't necessarily kill a running back's draft capital, uh, or like their broad jump. You don't, you know, see somebody like post a lower level broad jump and then, you know, they go and draft it. <laughs> you know, the, the signal mm-hmm. in terms of like most drills tied to predicting draft capital is pretty low. But if they fall below a certain threshold in 40, that's concerning. Um, but besides that, like, I, I don't care because like, I, like, I've seen, you know, in, in many cases, three, full seasons of production from these players and i've probably been following most of them since they were junior in high school already so i have i've gotten enough data points on them that i'm not too concerned about how they do at the pro day
0: so and i don't want you to force this because it seems
1: like you're not seeing a lot but do you have any concerns i mean just i think wherever he's gone um to some extent it seems that this has been both um confirmed and at least inferred in every spot that he's rubbed people the wrong way. Um, whether it was back to uh, his Georgia and then not Georgia days uh, to his, a few other programs and then not a few other programs days uh, in recruiting to uh, TCU really uh, rubbing the people the wrong way for most of his entire freshman year um, to the transfer out of TCU to apparently not earning a feature back role and competing with, you know, the, the true freshman and, um, you know his usage being inconsistent. Uh, what, what, like, mm. what was the reason for that? So I think it, whatever it is, no, I like that, Travis. So
0: are you implying that his some of those issues maybe took away from his playing time, not his abilities? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. I mean, like that, that yeah, that seemed to be an issue for I don't know at every stop. So. I can't really confidently say that that's the case, but that is a worry. So I think if, if there is any worry, it's and it's not like a huge red flag. It's just like what the heck was going on, dude? Like what what was the deal? Like was it academics? Mm-hmm. What was it? Like what? I, I don't I don't know him personally, so I'm like I'm not going to say, hey, Zach, you're clearly a problem in the locker room. <laughs> but it seems that there that there's a lot of smoke there that that was the case, and so um, that might be uh, a legitimate concern, which could be a good thing as well. If
0: he gets because then and he does get his playing time at that point.
1: Yeah. I mean, like if this is a red flag that, that some people actually dig into and understand and that, that worries them enough to not draft him, uh, it, could be, it could be a real uh, value in, uh, on draft day.
0: Sometimes there's more of a chance that a, a coach in college is going to hold a grudge than in the NFL once they have draft capital and they're trying to play their most talented player. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I kind of like that. It made me like it more. I I probably wasn't supposed
1: to, but. (laughs) yeah, He's got this red flag, man. I was like, I love it more now. (laughs) I like it. I like it. So
0: now we've mentioned Sir Nicholas Chubb so many times that I want him to land in Cleveland
1: behind Chubb. That would be fun. (laughs) If he was like the heir apparent to that type of situation. Yeah. That would be interesting. It would would really hurt his immediate production. um, Mm. At least the ceiling, I guess. But that would be interesting because if he could learn from one of the best running backs in terms of just pure rushers, pure runners um in the last decade plus, uh, you know, and have a role model to look up to, that's just going to, you know, treat him, you know, maybe make him a better pro. Yeah, I could see that. But I'd, I'd love more of a, and it's an instant impact. Hey, you know, 1500 yards is the ceiling type opportunity. Uh, but I think I'm afraid that the entire 2017 draft class is still preventing that for a lot of players. Yeah. That, that was a fun draft class. I mean, it's basically like half the starters in the league at this, still, at this point still. Like it's, 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 it's an absurd number of running backs if we really get into like, like who's still uh, kicking and producing in the NFL.
0: It gets harder and harder to think of a landing spot where you can get opportunity like that coming out of the gate, especially with free agency and everything. Where is a landing
1: spot? Like, Do you have a spot that you've thought about a little bit for him? Yeah, I mean, I would I would love to um, see somebody land as the uh, the new Zeke for the Cowboys. Like, Tony Pollard is good, um, and he's been a fun story, especially coming out of Memphis as, like, a, a gadget back. You know, like, he was he was there, um, you know, in, in the prime of, like, Memphis running backs where they were just churned out a few, a few running backs, it seemed like, every year. Uh, but, you know, he's not really a feature. I know that people want to act like he is. He's just not. And so we shouldn't try to make him something that he isn't. Um, I think, you know, make him the next uh, Zeke producer and that would be fantastic. That would be ideal. Uh, Anybody that goes there should be an instant impact playmaker. Um, And that's probably, probably number one. Uh, But, you know, it depends on a a few other pieces that might still move. Like there's buzz that Austin Eckler might go elsewhere and then charge, like the Chargers opportunity Mm -hmm. is huge. That would be a big one. Um, You know, some people, you know, aren't sure that the Falcons aren't just going to draft over Tyler Algier. Some people aren't. Sure that the Chiefs aren't just going to draft over Isaiah Pacheco. Um, You know, a few of those other situations that would just be like an absolute slam dunk uh, would be pretty fun.
0: Yeah. And and the man and even Damian Pierce, there's a couple, even with them getting uh, Singletary. I'm still curious what's going to happen there, too. What do you feel like consensus is on Zach Zach Evans in the Dynasty community?
1: I think uh, people who play like Debbie fantasy leagues probably value him a little bit more uh, because they've known who he is for a long time. He's been up high on, on the rankings that people have been watching for years. Uh, but for the people that are just tuning in this February, which is probably like, I don't know, 75% plus of the people in, in dynasty leagues. Um, I think they're a little bit more skeptical. They're like, wait, why did he struggle here? Wait, why did he get injured in the transfer? Wait, what he, all these things? Um, he doesn't look like our normal, profile like uh why did why is everyone so hype on him so like there's that we're just kind of at this in between where people like me are optimistic that there's huge potential uh but i have questions and then there's people that are like uh i think i'll just take somebody else (laughs) and so i think for most part he's falling out of like the top four uh rankings for a lot of people
0: at this point trying to think of somebody that's not kenneth walker or Brees hall and then, that, then there's that in-between of like, so would you take I'm trying to rank him with last year's class, but it seems like it was either those top or then the tier break is huge. So it's kind of not that fun.
1: Yeah, so it's hard to gauge where Zach Evans actually fits, but um, I think he's kind of in that, that – uh, what do they call it in redraft? Like the, the no-man's land running – what do they call it? Like the dead zone running backs? Is that what it is? The
0: dead zone.
1: Yes, like he's probably right in that like zone for redraft, like based on his capital and maybe his opportunity. So, um, capital and landing spot is going to be I'm not like it's 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 important for everyone, but especially for a guy with a bumpy profile like Evans. We want a clear opportunity. I don't know what I think about the the dead zone because it's like no.
0: kind of came out the last couple seasons. It seems like it's gotten popular. Yeah, People, I hate I, the dead zone. Like
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a term now. People just say like, well, I don't know what like round around it is, but people just say like, you know, running backs in that range. Like, there's certain criteria that running backs uh, fit in that range that usually get reached upon, and it's usually smart to just go with a different position in that in those rounds in general. Um, but yeah, but I mean, it's just I think that, that there are every single year there are two or three running backs in that zone that when they hit they jump up into that range of being an absolute difference maker. And in the right opportunity, that could be one Zach Evans.
0: Yeah, I like it. You've actually got me excited about Zach Evans. It's because of his attitude. (laughs) 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 Sounds good, man. (laughs) Any player, any position cannot be Anthony Richardson. I lied. It's not any player. Any player but Anthony Richardson, any position, somebody – you will not touch in your drafts. You will not be trying to trade for in your Debbie leagues. Whether it's the price is too high, you just don't agree with it. But somebody that will not be on Travis May's team. Okay, so just a
1: player, and like not just rookies,
0: like anybody, or just, just a rookie. Rookies. Try to do a rookie. If you have a player okay. afterwards, I'd I'd love to hear it. I think it'd be a great
1: addition. But a rookie that will not be on any of my rosters, no matter what. That will, be, will uh, that'll be Mr. Billy Jeans himself, Will Levis. I say Billy Jeans, you get it? You know, like B- <laughs> Levi's, you know, Levis, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> Billy Jeans. Not Billy Jeans is not, not your number. <laughs> not my, no. He is not going to be on the single roster. I don't care where he gets drafted. I don't care what happens to anyone else in the draft. There's absolutely 0% chance that I have him anywhere on any roster at any point and not taking it, like, so it's not going to happen, like I, because even if he gets down to the range in the draft, we're like, eh, I can stomach taking him right here. I'd still probably want to take uh, a running back like I have in a similar tear, uh, tier over him, uh, just every single time. Um, and that's mainly because his his peak, you know, passing profile is just right at or right below like the minimum threshold to really succeed in the NFL. Uh, and he doesn't really have difference making mobility. Like even when he was healthy, he was mobile enough. You know, to, like, not be an absolute barf, pro, like, prospect. But, um, you know, like, this past year, he struggled because he was, you know, had the ankle thing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I was more impressed by his ability to push through that uh, and find some success, I guess, last year. But uh, he's just – he's, he's going to be overdrafted everywhere in the real NFL draft and fantasy drafts. Um, and his upside is low and his – I don't know. There's just not, literally nothing appealing about his profile. Um, so I, yeah, sorry. Sorry, Mr. Billie Jean. Billie and Jean, who,
0: who was that other player that popped into your head quick when you thought that you had the entire playing field and you were going to say a current NFL player?
1: Oh, I, I actually was, I was, uh, much more worried about coming to come up with one in that regard. <laughs> Cause I, I was like, I, okay, I don't know all the players. I don't. Know. Oh, gotcha. But, gotcha. Like, I thought you
0: had one. We, I felt
1: like it was. No, no. Although I will say like, I will not have any, you know, Aaron Rodgers nor I, nor do I envy anyone who has him on their roster so yeah but yeah, one more piece to
0: your brain give them a little bit more advice from travis may on our way out
1: oh man uh just i guess more than anything when it comes to rookie draft season um don't overreact to any kind of singular bit of information uh or double count information that you already know i think uh, we do that we talked about that a little bit on the anthony richardson show but Mm -hmm. more than anything just uh, sift through the massive sea of gross and wrong information um, and don't overreact to any singular piece of it and you'll be, do okay. Uh, follow the, the wisdom of the crowd to an extent by just not uh, overreacting to any, um, you know, singular variable that would put too much confidence in the wrong prospect. Uh, that, that's, that's, that's what I try to do in the, mid- in the midst of the season. Cause like I've been following most of these players for five plus years. Um, and, you know, it's easy to get sucked in at the last minute with some last second bit of information I didn't know, and you know, completely change my opinion on them. But just don't, just just go with your gut and trust what you already already know, and you're going to be happier with the outcome, even if it's the wrong one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's it's the good old trust your gut.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and a little don't bit. Don't overreact. Don't overreact, yeah.
0: Travis. Tell them all about yourself and anything else you want to plug, and we'll get out of here. Absolutely.
1: So, I mean, uh, like I said, uh, just really thankful to be where I am in-, in life, really, uh, just, uh, to have gone from, uh, writing for a fantasy site that doesn't exist anymore, uh, back in the mid 2010s, uh, to my first dynasty podcast with Justin McCaslin, at dynasty life, uh, to, you know, a bunch of work with Rotoviz and awesome, like other sites to, to get where I am now, to be able to like work in football full time with Mojo. Just thankful for that opportunity, uh, and really excited to be working on uh, the first ever fully regulated sports stock market. Um, and so just be on the lookout for that uh, as it becomes available in your state. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun as that continues to grow and uh, more and more uh, you know, sports are available. Uh, I'm, I'm particularly excited about Major League Baseball launching here in just a few weeks, like right before the NFL draft. So be looking for more informa- information on that. But you can find me on uh, on Twitter at ff underscore Travis M. If you just want to talk some football or uh, Star Wars or uh, anything else, I don't I don't care. Uh, But uh, yeah, and then my college to Canton podcast with Stefan Leco you can find on our own feed or Road of His Radio. But that's about all I'm doing these days, dude. uh, Thanks again for having me. That's all.
0: That's all he's doing. He's doing a ton, dude. Dynasty life was that had to be one of my first three Dynasty podcasts oh, nice! back in the day. I mean, I think it was for a lot of people. I, I, I love that you mentioned that, but yeah, like Dynasty Life <laughs> was like, and it was like Under the Helmet was around, and yeah. uh, there were just a few, you know, and they, it was good stuff, and you didn't have to sift through this massive, and, and like shout out to <laughs> everybody doing lot. it. I'm not trying yeah. to, you know, but you didn't... You, I don't know. It was just good stuff. And um, I appreciate that, man. It, it, was fun. it shows in your work that you are where you are. So that's awesome, man.
1: Well, I appreciate it, man. Dynasty it's, it's, it's life. Funny, Holy like. shit. <laughs> I know, man. Like, it just seems like it's, it's crazy to think that, you know, less than 15 years ago, like the people that played Dynasty, uh, played Dynasty at the time were just like, you know, scrounging around and like, like horribly pixelated message message boards trying to make trades and like meet meet new people with different strategies and like yeah. there wasn't even a way to play you I mean, really like you had to it was all like on spreadsheets and <laughs> I mean, yeah oh my gosh yeah. your draft picks uh, were on spreadsheets dude, and oh gosh it, things have come come so far in the last only uh, one like,
0: person like, in your league
1: had the dynasty trade calculator <laughs> even yeah, even knew it existed. I mean, it was brand new. Like I remember, I started writing for them. I think the second year they even existed. And uh, oh man, oh gosh, like it's it's just it, yeah, it, the whole community Come a long way. It's been amazing. Yeah, it's but it's been so cool just to see so many um, new faces and people uh, grow and and just the whole space. Uh, you know, like when I first started writing and podcasting about Dynasty, people didn't even know what Dynasty was. And now I have friends that know what Devi is. Now now I have friends that know what know what campus the Canton leagues are. Like that's yeah. Like that's wild. So
0: Yeah. Quite the evolution.
1: Yeah, and just a in such a short period of time.
0: I appreciate you a ton, Travis. I've enjoyed our time. Have to have you back on for some more shows. I am at Swagzilla Zero G, and this is at Rookie Fever, and we are out. Rookie fever.
1: When you kiss me i A one-on-one scouting it's never done this Stupid fool and run for told you only one size This beat just unreal Ending spot not ideal Wait, 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 This break out ain't full Workin fever stage
0: Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said, Julie, baby, you're my friend Now we we'll get a fever When we kiss it Fever without blaming you Fever
1: yeah. Fever, yeah, I burn for six. So, who's got the fever? Cause I got the fever now. You got the fever, and so she got, got the fever, fever, she got the fever, and he got the fever. No, you for the fever, so let's feed the fever. Thank God for the fever. Thank God for the fever. What okay. so yeah. 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 a word, Lord, lovely Lord. way God. You got the fever now. You got the fever now. You got the fever now.